Hey, this is Alex with Bass and Brews. If you haven't heard about Anchor by Spotify, it's the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need all in one place. Let me explain. Anchor has the tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. When hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast on listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. And best of all, Anchor is totally free. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. So easy, Paul can do it. Y'all, I just had a, a, I'm like, Lord, great day. I about fell out the chair, knocked all my stuff everywhere. Can't cuss in the first two minutes, Jake. I didn't tell you that. So uh, here we are. I didn't took, I ain't took Jake out the live stream yet. So we here, we're getting started. Welcome. Your fridge is open. You left your fridge open. Fridge is open. See, I told y'all, just a, a hot mess over there in the Hills household. I know. There we go. Jeez, man. We started the, 35 minutes late. That's the white claws, sir. That's the surge coming out of the fridge. Technical difficulties. Scuba Steve, 85 minutes and 33 seconds late as usual. Woo. Welcome to Bass and Brews Podcast, your weekly distraction from high-quality podcast content. We are here tonight. And we're going to be bringing the fire as usual. Want to say thank you to Hookset Hoodlums. Go check them out. Heels 10, H-E-E-L-S 10. Heels 10, get you 10% discount on some badass hats, shirts, all kinds of good stuff. Scuba, what's going on, Austin? Just hanging out, eating some popcorn, you know, getting ready. I know. I mean, you know. This man has his own live Instagram show, been on this podcast a million times, and he over here eating some crunchy-ass popcorn <laughs> on the podcast. Like, this is his first time out in public. I got to let them, I got to let the people feel it, you know? <laughs> Don't know if going to be riding down the road with the earphones in, listening to you chomp on some popcorn, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they do. Don't lie. <laughs> oh, Jake Stem, what's up, Hoss? How you doing, man? What's going on, guys? Thanks for having me. What you got on the wall there? What is that, lures? No pictures. Ah. My uh, my garage has got all my tackle in it. Yeah, yeah. I had to I had to uh, relegate all my stuff to the t- to the garage as well. Yeah, I need a bigger garage already. It's getting so bad. <laughs> well, I'm I, I'm in my garage. Yeah, right Paul now. Paul lives in his garage. He doesn't tell anybody <laughs> that, but <laughs> I kind of do. I kind of do. Um, hey, man. Well, we thank you for coming on because, like I said earlier, I mean, Scuba and me, we just little peons compared to you, at least in the Instagram <laughs> world, um, and, and the kayak fishing world. I mean, you you you've had some accomplishments 
Uh, yeah. Tell us about tell us about Jake Stem. Who, who is Jake Stem? Oh, geez. Um, pretty much a bass head and a hunter. You know, grew up hunting and fishing my whole life. The usual um, outdoor life, I'd say. Um, Dad took me trout fishing. Bass fishing wasn't huge for me growing up. There was a lot of trout fishing. You know, opening days, going to catch all the stock trout, and then. <laughs> Hunting everything and anything, beer, uh, beer, <laughs> bear, deer, squirrel, you name it. I've hunted it. Um, growing up here in the Poconos of PA. So, um, yeah, been doing that. And then uh, we want to get into the bass side of everything. It's kind of a long story to where I can get to where we are today. But if you okay, want to do well, some. Yeah, we're going to do that. We're going to do that. We don't okay. We don't need a John King, a.k.a. Drunkwood. No, I'm not going to be Drunkwood story. <laughs> don't worry. Uh, Drunkwood, Drunkwood, on the last episode, if you haven't listened to it, go listen to it. It's long as hell. It's almost three hours. Me and him had a really good time. I, I don't think either one of us know what was happening. I forgot the last hour. That sounds so about right. To it. <laughs> He, he he his his introduction to who John King is lasted about fifty seven minutes. Yeah. It is the longest ever in Bass and Brews podcast history, but it is epic, and you should listen to it. If you don't listen to anything else in that one, you should listen to that because during all that, I sing strawberry wine, and then you should also listen towards the end. At some point, he goes tinkle with his microphone on, and I had to sing this little light as mine, so nobody <laughs> would hear it. All right, Steve-O, what you drinking tonight, House? Well, the crack them, I got the good old-fashioned Angry Orchards. Wonderful. Wonderful. <clears throat> and then I'll, I'll, then, be, I'll be lining that with some of this. <laughs> That's what I was about to ask. I know I know you always bring a crack them. You steal yeah. your wife's, you steal your wife's uh, Angry Orchard to crack, but you always have a bourbon nearby. I and Jake, drink. I know you don't have anything to crack open tonight, but what you got a neat little cup, don't you? Yeah, I got a sweet tea, of course. Love my sweet tea and a little bass mug. It's got my Instagram handle on it. My nice. uh, girlfriend's friend makes some custom mugs, so she had one made up for me. Yeah, awesome, man. That's awesome, man. And and that's great to hear a uh, 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 folk folk from the north down with the sweet tea. Yes, sir. Louisiana Lipton. Um. Lipton. That's a good choice. I can go with that. We drink we drink uh uh peach tea in this house. Peach okay. tea, huh? Peach yeah. tea's good, but sweet tea, I, extra sweet. Oh yeah. It's got to be syrupy, right? <laughs> yeah, the more sugar the better. Yeah, but but if you ain't finished it by day three, you put on your pancakes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you ready to crack these open, Steve Yeah, man. Three, two, one. Mmm, delicious. I got a white call surge. Y'all know that. I ain't lost but like two pounds now because I gained some since I started drinking these lose weight. But I'm gonna have to do something different because I'm I'm getting so fat I can't measure my fish right on my kayak. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Jake. Hey, now, Steve, now, what, now, hey. Hey, hey, Steve, uh, Steve, what you been doing? You you had a real quick before we get into Jake. You had a tournament at, at Bugs Island three weeks ago now. At Kerr Lake, it was a shit show. It's hard. Yeah, we call it Bugs Island down nothing, here because nothing to talk, nothing to talk about. All right, yeah, well, it happens. So it happens. It Next happens. one up is my. Uh, I'm gonna try to make the Slay Nation in in PA next week. Uh, what is it, next week? Two, yeah, two Saturdays from now. Uh, yeah, so 
Um, I'm going to try, but I, I don't know if my kayak will be ready by then because I'm, I'm getting it ready for – I got a KBF uh, the following week in, on the Potomac. Okay, you're mm. fishing the Potomac one? Nice. Yes. So, actually, Nate Shagman's going to come down and crash at my place. We're going to pre-fish together Friday and then just go ape shit for the weekend. Nice. That'd be awesome. I hit down the Santee for the Hobie BOS this weekend. <laughs> Yeah. Saturday is going to be sporty, 15 to 20 mile per hour gusts, like 35 to 40. Yeah, oh, Paul wow. will be out there with no shoes, with his with no shoes on and his Crocs. Uh, yeah, this is Crocs, no, no socks. socks, Crocs. No, it's going to be 65 degrees. So my Pair Crocs shorts, will be all. Tank, he's going to be in shorts and a tank top. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't do that. Now I wear I wear my I wear my my long shirt with my hoodie on. I don't do that, but uh, I might be in my drawers by the end of the day. You never know. <laughs> I got to tan my thighs a little bit. They kind of they extra white from the winter. <laughs> so Jake, all right, man, tell us about your fishing story. Then you said it's a little long, and that's fine. This is your okay. podcast. Me and Steve O were just here to to be the good looking faces of. It. Oh shit! I almost forgot. Come out. See this this why this podcast. Oh my lord! I can't believe people listen to this shit. All right, I got to make an important announcement. Alex is back in the States. He got back last week or this past weekend and he couldn't make it. He couldn't make it today. But Alex is going to be back uh, for, for a while and then he's going to have to to leave for a little while. Again. But thank goodness y'all ain't got to sit here and listen to me for anywhere between an hour and 15 and three hours anymore because when alex gets here that shit ends at an hour we might go an hour and five he's having a good time and he's drank a little too much so fall asleep on the fucking podcast leave everybody else talking (laughs) (laughs) but alex Alex is gonna be back i'm super 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 excited um there's we've talked about this before there's a group of folks that have no idea who the fuck i'm talking about with alex alex is swamp rat fishing if you watch the YouTube channel where all these go, he's actually the one that started this podcast. Paul has just taken over. I, I, I was forced to take over. Otherwise, the podcast would have ended while he was out um, chasing people and doing stuff on his Coast Guard boat. Um, so he will be back. We're going to have uh, we're going to still have a regular episodes. I think we're going to try to have a couple stuff maybe towards the end of this week. Uh, a well, live event. Gonna- on Friday or Saturday. Are you um, co-hosting or are you going to take a break? We'll make an announcement when, when the time comes on what my future plans Don't are. Don't be a punk bitch and take a break, okay? <laughs> Keep running with it, all right? So, look, man. We, we want to hear that shit. My, my first episode as, guest co- as the co-host was episode 12, I believe. We have not missed a week since then. I think we should all drink to that. Paul Hill fucking is a monster. <laughs> Look, well, yeah, y'all know that. If you come on here, people, like, how long is it going to last? I'm sorry, the gold's iron 15 to iron and a half. Hmm? But anyway, Alex is coming back. You want to say hi? Come on, that. Come on, kiddo. Y'all get ready for it. Come on, you, you guys know go. I got to do this every time I'm on. Yeah, My man, we got to say, say hi. hi. What's up, dog? Come on. Say what's up. You're not going to say hi? <laughs> Hi. Hey, my son was on earlier before you we doing, were doing the same thing. Oh, no. Are you making choo choos? Yes. Yeah. Right, go make the choo choos. Go ahead. <laughs> Here, take this with you. 
It doesn't do anything. It's broken. No, well, we'll fix it tomorrow. All right. Maybe buy a new one. Maybe, yeah, maybe just buy a new one. Right, <laughs> <laughs> man. That's, that's what I say yeah, when I don't catch right. a fish on a bait. All right, hey, that's Gabby, right. Ava is sleeping. Okay. Hey, we gotta buy new toys. I'll buy you new toys tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> a new Lion Day toy. All right. Trackmaster. Trackmaster. Two. Two of them. Okay. Trackmaster two. All right, we'll go to Target and get some tomorrow. <laughs> Hey, you can leave Target with four of them things. That's yeah. what's going to happen. Alex will be back. We're going to have something coming up at the end of this week, a little live event, I think. And then we're going to be on our regular stuff after that. But everybody go. If you don't know who Alex is, go check out Swamp Rat Fishing. Um, I can't pronounce his last name, but he's YouTube and Instagram, Swamp Rat Fishing. Uh, get to know him because he's the only reason that I'm here acting the fool and talking nonsense every week. Jake, tell us about Jake. Jake from Pennsylvania. Uh, I thought you were going to say State Farm, and I was going to be like, really? Come on now. Um, <laughs> oh, oh my, no, I'm way more original than that. Okay, good. <laughs> so um, I guess I'll just give the last, like, when my tournament aspect of fishing started, um, probably about five, six years ago, um, I would help out with these camps in the state that teach kids all about particular animals for like five weeks. It was like an academy. Like they learn about um, their food, their habitat, all this stuff run with the game commissions, professors, all this stuff. And they started a new bass school. So I was like freshman in college when I went to help. And I met a guy there who ran an organization. He said, why don't you start a college fishing team? Which if you guys don't know up North isn't really huge. I think PA has maybe 12 colleges. Uh, we were eleventh when we started it. Um, not even, not even. You're not even lying because in New York, I never even knew about college fishing until yeah. I left. Yeah, so that it was very limited. So, uh, lo and behold, talked to that another girl that was helping with the um, school actually was going to Kutztown University starting her senior year. So I was a freshman. Um, she was a senior, and then we decided that we're going to start a bass fishing team when we get back. So we keep talking about that, and this guy goes, hey, Mike Iconelli is hosting his pro-am. Do you guys want to go fish it? And I was like, sure. So he waived the fee, and we got to go fish it. I was like, this is sweet. So I was on the Delaware out of Camden. The fishing was trash. Um, I didn't want to throw a bait caster at the time. Um, I got um, paired up with Cliff Crochet, um, Cajun Baby. Yeah, Mama said. And uh, she got paired up with. She got hold paired up, up with. It uh, ain't say it. You can't. Per- it's Mama said. Mama said. No, do you don't pronounce the D? Uh, Mama said. Mama said. Oh uh, no, you you'll get it <laughs> I later. I can't do it. Uh, so then she got paired up with Kevin Van Dam, and she had no idea who that was. Oh, and I was like, Are you <laughs> "Wow!" <laughs> I was like, "Really?" But I like fished that. That was an awesome experience. Came back so, to college. So Van Dam, are you related to Jean Claude? What do you mean? I don't get You're, that one. Uh, Jean Claude Van Damme doesn't ring a bell. Blood <laughs> Sport. That's uh, how you know we're old, buddy. I know yeah, he's twenty six, but you seen I'm 24. Blood Sport? I'm twenty four. It doesn't what? matter. Twenty six, twenty four. Ain't nobody. Them two years ain't making no difference well, in what blood, you blood, remember. Blood or Sport. Not. Blood Sport. Paul is eighties, man. <laughs> I understand that, but this he wasn't man even should... fucking. He wasn't even fucking born yet. 
Oh my god! You know what? We're not even going to get. You got to remember right now. Hey, you were born what? Late nineties, right? Ninety seven. Yeah, Bloodsport was fucking dead in the water. So was Van Damme's career. Well, kind of, kind of. Yeah. I mean, he was in. He was. He's been in some of. Anyway, all right. Never mind. <laughs> our <laughs> listeners, our listeners will will get that joke, even though all you right. don't. But your homework after this is to go look up Jean Claude Van Damme and watch all his movies. Don't waste your fucking okay. time. I might, no, have don't seen listen to I might have seen one or two, but it doesn't ring a bell off, off the top. No, you 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 have not seen any of his shit if you don't remember who he is, I can guarantee. Anyway, continue shit, your story. Shit movies, uh, shit movies, hack actor. Scuba. So came back to college, started a bass fishing team, uh, fished a FLW college on Smith Mountain Lake in Virginia. That was huh. like I bought my first bait caster or two for that event. I caught one fish on a Senko, and the guy who owned the boat in our club fished the Forestwood Cup as a co-angler. And uh, so he was good, and we got 15th out of 80 uh, first event, which was pretty good. Um, There was, like, international boats that were wrapped in, like, craziness in the college league. That was, like, my first tournament experience. And then uh, went back. Our team ended up qualifying for the national championship. Um, and then I started fishing locally as a co-angler, which a lot of people do, um, fish TBF. Hey, um, and then I started fishing ABA as a co-angler. And I fished the 2020 National Championship on Lake Hartwell in South Carolina. So that was my first big event, which was crazy fishing for spots. Never caught them before. And uh, then... Catching them ready? deep. What's that? Were you catching them deep? On shoals, on Carolina rigs. Oh, sweet. And I've never thrown a Carolina rig before, so my boater had a Carolina rig. You know what I did? I took three, two or three bobber stops, slid them up my line like five, four foot, then put a big weight on it, slid another three bobber stops up, and <laughs> put the hook way back down there, and I was catching them, but I had no idea at the time what a Carolina rig, you know, I heard of it, but never fished it. So did that, and then last spring I decided to – I had a kayak for years now, um, but one of those sit in cheap ones, I duck hunt out of it, stuff like that. But you, you're in it for two hours, your back hurts. So mm-hmm. last year, I, I uh, asked this flat, yeah, no, nah, I can't. I'm a big boy, and I wet. can't last in there long after yeah. like two hours. I'm done. <laughs> so, uh, look, last scuba, spring, Steve, scuba Steve gets in a PA 14, and and you would think that that kayak was only six foot long, way he sits in it. I hope he's a piece of. shit. <laughs> Look, they put this man. They put this man on the smallest Hobie they could find, and now he don't like Hobies because they played a joke on him. Oh, oh boy! All right, yeah. all right. Sorry. No, you're good. So then, last spring, I picked up a used Old Town pedal drive, mm. and that's when I learned about the kayak industry and the tournament aspect of it, and just how huge it was. And before that, I'd been fishing Slay Nation, the PA John Boat series. Mm. Mm-hmm. So that was like. Oh, three years ago now? Yeah, three years ago I fished it. Woo! I won, I won uh, Frankie Provolone and Slay Ray, the guy who made the jersey. Shout out to Slay Ray. He's my director. Um, He's the Small Boat Series. I won three out of the four events, and I was like, I like this. Oh, shit. So they're not huge. There's like 10, 15 boats, but uh, a lot of the lakes and the Poconos are the same. But it, it was cool. So then last year I got the kayak, and then we actually started a kayak series for Slay Nation. There was about 15 of us. Um, I tied for AOI. I won like two or three of the events. And then, um, so yeah, my kayak thing got huge. And now I'm the director this year. Good old Scuba Steve's on my uh, 
on my list of anglers. He's one of my members, so we'll see how he fishes. I'll I'll, let, I'll give you the details, Paul, how he does. So oh, uh, oh I, I'm gonna I'm gonna follow. Are y'all using? Are y'all doing like uh, a live LinkedIn? Or are you doing fishing chaos or some kind of other? Oh, uh, we use Turny X. Okay. So oh yeah yeah yeah. So you're we have an Instagram Turnyx. page. Yeah, for all I'm gonna follow. Trails. I'm gonna challenge every fish that that Scuba puts up. I'm challenging. <laughs> if he puts any up, who knows? I don't know. Uh, he put fish up. Easy. Look, look, look. This, this, this man fishes out the back of people's boats all the time. So, yeah. he, and he catches fish. So he gonna put fish up. And I that's what I love that. most is going from that co-angler for like three, four seasons, and then taking mm. it to a kayak where you can make your own decisions. That's what I love most about it. And it was just like. I don't got to get dragged around wherever other people go. But, like, I fish tournaments, you know, Champlain, St. Lawrence, Cayuga. Wow. So I got to learn all the good fisheries as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Dude, that's, like, last, uh, that's well, my thing is I want to I be able to control where I'm going. I'm tired. Yes. I'm tired of, you know, having an idea of the water we're on and being like, maybe we could do this. And, you know, you really can't say nothing when you're a co-angler. So it's no. like, if there's a shitty day of fishing because you aren't on fish, like the last event I was in, there was one fish in the boat all fucking day. That's it. I'm not. I don't. I'm not talking about catch and release. I'm not talking about no, yeah. bites. I'm talking one fucking bite all day long. We just <laughs> weren't on fish. I had a boater one time who his buddy was having motor issues to the prior to the event. Fished it. His lower unit blew out, and then I lost the last two hours of my tournament because he went and picked them up. And That's I was like, crazy. Oh wow. So he knew he had issues, fished it anyway, blew it, and then we had to go pick him up and come back. And I, uh, I didn't get to fill out my limit, but that's yeah, you know, okay. now we can make our decisions, but we can only go five mile an hour. So <laughs> yeah, I fished out of in a bass club at the back of the boat, but I didn't compete against other non-boaters. Oh, I competed against everyone. everybody. <laughs> I did that once. I won a tournament doing that, and I couldn't believe it. But like, yeah, that, I did. Yeah, that was. I, I like this. It's a good experience. And, and like I said, yeah. being able to go out and do that, I mean, that's a good experience. And, and you do get with some really good boaters where you can learn a lot. I mean, you just talked about never having thrown a Carolina rig before. And then now you know how to tie one up and you know yeah. a place and a scenario where it would work and throw the Carolina rig. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that's, that's good. But it, and it is, how, however, you can get off the bank onto the water. And obviously, it, it, where we are in this day and age with kayaks, kayaks give you that opportunity to do that. But in now, you can get a fishing kayak that is set up to hold gear, yeah. that is set up to hold your you know, your rods and to put your stuff in there and to put graphs on it. You know, six years ago, people it was all you just bought a kayak that was a fishing kayak and it was a fishing kayak because it had two pole holders. Two holders, that's the one I had. Yeah. <laughs> two pole holders on it and maybe a track system, uh, or it was a sit on top. And but everything else was, you know, engineering out in the back shed. Yeah. But now, you know, we got damn shit. Hobie sold a, a twenty thousand dollar kayak at the at, classic. At the classic. One. Yeah, I saw that thing. And they sold it. So but like, again, you know, the sitting kayaks, there's nothing against it. But for us that fish tournaments, it's like you ain't sitting in that thing for eight hours. There's no. Hell, but no, you got to be able to stand up. You have yeah. to be able to stretch your legs. 
when I got when I got my my Hobie, my PA, the most excited I was about having that. The most exciting part of it was when I had to go tinkle. I didn't have to paddle <laughs> my ass all yep. the way to the bank to roll out of that old kayak to go pee, then to get back in it, then go paddle, you know, back yeah. out to where I was. 100%. Second most important thing about it is I didn't have to paddle. No damn more I could pedal. Yeah. But, that was but being able to stand up, you know, obviously right now is a great time because you can power pole down. I ain't got no power pole. I got a I got a push pole that I put in my mm-hmm. anchor trolley, but being able to sight fish and stand up and do all that, I mean the stability of it, you know, I feel safe in it. The cots have come a long way. There's nothing wrong. Here's the whole thing. I don't give a shit what you get. Get one that you can get out on the water on and start. That's, that's the biggest thing. I think yeah, that's your, the, your percentage goes way up if you can get off that bank where everyone else is. Well, and, and you're going to be able to throw, you're going to be able to learn more lures as well mm-hmm. because, you know, you know, it's hard to throw a crankbait on land because if you get hung up with a, a you know, an $8 crankbait, that bitch gone. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, unless you walk out there and get it, and you ain't doing that in the South too no. often, or lakes uh, that are choked up with lily pads around the edges. It's not like you yeah. can be on the outside edge yeah. chugging a chatterbait along the edge of it. No, you're you're screwed. You yeah. really can't throw anything with probably a Senko. That's about <laughs> it. But but that creates patience, and that's why some of these folks get in a in a kayak from coming off the bank, and they can come behind me and catch fish all day long because. Well, I have no patience because you suck. Well, <laughs> I, I I say it all the time. It's not not, not nothing I hide. I don't pretend. This is Paul Heels talking. He just caught like a fucking eight pound fish. Yeah, I've never mm-hmm. even seen an eight pound fish. <laughs> well, you in the wrong part of the country. Yeah, I need to go south or north. That's pretty much where uh, I'm at. I will say this: the Carolinas have been fucking pumping out monsters this year. South and North both ha- have mm-hmm. been pumping out fucking monsters. Yeah, yeah. We we got some good fisheries here in North Carolina. We got some. We got a, quite a few good ones down in South Carolina. Um, I mean, they're you know they're good fisheries, and luckily, at least where I am, ours aren't quite big enough to have bass events. Yeah, so they don't get even ML. Even though MLF has been here twice out of the last four years, you know, they're still not getting beat up yeah. like Santee will. Probably starting, yeah, Monday, Monday. <laughs> or for, until the spawn ends. Um, you know, it's, it, it, they caught all this fish in Potato Creek, right? There's going to be a potato famine at Santee. <laughs> 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 <Getting> there, <laughs> but yeah. yeah, I like fishing Jake, New York a lot because the the traffic isn't that bad up there in upstate New York, and the fishing's uh-huh. good. The fish are dumb half the time, depending on where you're fishing. Like PA, we only have like three lakes around me that you can run a big boat. And hmm. you got the jet skiers and the casual boaters, and it's just like, and all the electric only lakes. I mean, you might get lucky and stick a five or maybe a six, but that's you know, that's a giant for PA is a five uh-huh. or a six. Yeah, I'm gonna try. I'm really gonna try and make that um, that PA versus New York event, dude. You got to. It's gonna be. It's gonna take a hundred inches to win that. Fuck is going on here? God damn it! <laughs> what in what lake are y'all fishing? Cayuga. Okay, so I've never been there, but I've seen okay. quite a quite a few videos. Yep. Um, yeah, I think ne- last year, 
Greg, there, I probably saw Greg Blanchard's video for yeah, elite kayak fishing. Yeah, Greg, and then yeah, I fished um, that event. I got twelfth with eighty nine inches. That's crazy, dude. It was ninety five. Top three were ninety five. All yeah, smallmouth, right? No, all green, all fat largies. Were they all largies? Yeah, it's got good smallmouth in it, but up that time of year, everyone's up the north end of the lake catching giant largies. Like you'd probably break a hundred inches if you measured them around in length. That's gonna be so fat. <laughs> That's gonna be like a uh, an Ironman run for me. Like I'm gonna leave fucking work, throw the kayak on the roof of my car, and just go. I did it last year. You know, I worked twelve there. hours, drove through the night, got up there, practiced, took a nap, and then waited. I don't for the know next about day practice. So, it's on a Saturday, right? Yeah. Yeah, I'll probably leave Friday midday. Okay. <laughs> get get up there. Sleep. You message me. I'll I'll keep you updated. I'll be up there probably Thursday. But <laughs> that time of year, dude, you can catch them throwing anything. It's just finding the eighteen plus inches. <laughs> it's yeah. literally like I caught so many. I caught a, a fish fishing this bank with a micro jig. I caught the fish. I'm measuring. I'm taking a picture, and I go to release it, and my rod almost goes down in the water. And I pull it up, and there's a fish on it. I was, like, <laughs> I was like, did I forget to unhook this? And I put it on my board. I put it on my board. It's a half an inch longer. I was sitting in five foot of water when I dropped the jig over another large, he ate it. So when I released the other one, I set the hook and caught another one. It's just, Shit. dude, that time of year is That's nuts. insane. Yeah, yeah. Uh, my first kayak experience was in the OGO Invitational in a 12-foot Hobie pedal kayak piece of crap. So I I bought me a Jackson. I bought a Jackson Liska, and I'm going to throw a, throw in a motor guide on the front of it. Nice. Yeah, I'm done with all that paddling. I'll have a paddle. All right, chill out, bud. (laughs) Yeah, look, I'll tell you one thing. Paddling, I ain't. uh -uh. No. I'm fishing big lakes here. You know, I ain't ain't in the rivers. Uh, I'm I'm on three big lakes. I ain't. But that's that's the that's the nice thing about the kayak too. It's like. You know, like I, I gotta make the mount, the motor mount for for the motor guide for the front, yeah, yeah, yeah. because it's not the list is not designed for it. But I got such a good deal on that that I couldn't pass it. So I'm just gonna, I, I made the mount already. I'm just waiting for everything to get in the mail, come in the mail. But the nice thing about the kayaks is, is if you are like gonna go river fishing, you just do the quick release mount and you yeah. take it off and just go yeah. paddle. You can paddle up and down the the river if you want. You know, it's not like it's not like you're in you're in a bass boat. You're in a bass boat. That's it. Yeah. You're in a John boat. You're in a John boat. There's no, there's really no flex. Whereas the kayak, if you don't want to mm-hmm. motor it, you can, you know, take it off and and pull off on the side of the road and just slide it through the fucking woods and and just launch wherever you want. You yeah. know, and the thing when it comes to kayak tournaments is you can be in a sit in or you could be on a $20,000 Hobie, but they're a little different. Yeah, motors, pedals, paddle, but you're still, you can still win it easily. Where if I'm in a John boat and some dude's got a 200 on the back of his bass boat, it's kind of you got to, you, you're at a disadvantage, a big disadvantage. So I wouldn't, the only time I'd get a paddle is if I'm putting a motor on. I got a pedal and I don't even realize like when I set the hook, I'm back, I'm freaking playing with a jig, I'm back pedaling. <laughs> And uh, when I set the hook and stuff, when I film my GoPro, my YouTube videos, I don't even notice I'm doing half of it. So, mm-hmm. but a lot of guys are getting the motors. I'm thinking about getting one next year. It's just, yeah. just not I'm, even, I don't want the motor to be able to right fish now. it necessarily, but just from point A to point B, that's all I want it for. I want, I like yeah. using my pedals, the, but to uh, save myself an extra four mile pedal, I'll, I'll freaking put a motor on that son of a gun. Uh-huh. 
the um the motor guide's on sale right now for like a thousand bucks. Yeah, it's like two hundred bucks off right now at uh, Bass Pro. Yeah, they're running their big their big spring sale right now. Yeah, so I'm I'm gonna buy that. At, well, I already ordered it. I'm just waiting for it. Does <laughs> your wife know yet? Yeah, yeah, she's the one who bought it for me. What about the oh, lithium shit. battery you're gonna need? That's the one. Uh, Nate, Nate Shagman actually is gonna hook me up with one for four hundred bucks that his buddy was had. Nice. The, That's the, the worst I, part. Is like, yeah, motor's okay, but then your battery's almost the same price, bro. The twelve amp, a grand. You're gonna pay 12. a grand for a 50, 60 hour amp, which is what no, you need. no, no, no. The hundred hour amp right now is a is a thousand bucks. Yeah, the hundred amp. Yeah. So then that's what he's bringing me. He's gonna give it to me for like four hundred bucks. So nice. Fuck it. It's not. Yeah. It's a. It's like a no, a no name. But who cares? I don't care. You think I fuck cares? As long as it works, I don't care. <laughs> so I'm gonna. I'll Do you have, care? Uh, Do you care? No, I don't care. I, I don't think he cares. Okay. Making sure. So yeah, I'm so I'm sure. gonna run that on the, for the motor, and then I got some Nakwa batteries for the lights and the and the oh, uh, okay. and the uh, fish finder. Fish finder. Nice. Yeah, I I got the uh, I got a Nakwa battery to run my my fish finder, and I've been super happy with it. A uh, small, yeah. it charges pretty quickly. Um, I bought the I've ten. Been very happy with. It. I bought the ten amp hour last year at the OGO Invitational, and then this year I just ordered the twenty amp hour to to keep all the lights running because I'm gonna yeah. put lights on the outside, and then I'm gonna put um like eight lights on the inside. Yeah, I got lights on the outside, and I run the nine inch Garmin, and I run a twelve volt eighteen amp hour, and I could probably get two full days. Yeah, fishing with it. Yeah, I yeah, don't run fun. none of that shit. I ain't got no fucking lights on my boat. Um, I got a fish finder. Well, with the Slay Nation, they fucking launch at like five thirty in the morning. Yeah, so I want to. I don't. I mean, I don't me personally, no I got us launching like right at first light. Yeah, I, I mean, I got, too. I got my, I got my Yak Attack light. Yeah, I got one of them too. But, but that's. I don't have. I don't need lights on all that other shit. The light with the flag. Yeah, yeah but the fucking yeah. flag falls off in no time. Did that happen now. to you too? Yeah, yeah, I lost the somehow the damn little thing fell. Yeah, off. they I break lost. off. I had them give me new ones because my my light was wrong. The spring copper spring in it wasn't working, so they sent me a new one. Sent me more of those clips, and within within a week they came off. I'm gonna zip tie the sucker. I'm just gonna zip tie it. Well, I mean, yeah, I'm because like a, with the Hobie, you have to have a flag. So yeah. I gotta put well, that on there. I've got the flag. That's what I'm gonna do. I'm a uh, zip tie. But I bought but me the, a, uh, a hook set hookum shirt. They got that bomb shirt. With the American flag on the back, but they only have them in small and medium. So I'm just gonna cut the fucking shirt and make a flag out of it, and that's it. That's gonna be my flag. <laughs> that's awesome. awesome. I can't wait to see that shit. But yeah, I don't have no lights on my shit. But look, I'm I'm. Would I love to be a gearhead and have a damn bait wall and all this shit on my wall? And that I would love to. I'd love to just buy shit. I don't try a lot of stuff. Uh, I, I try stuff, but not a lot. I don't like. I buy one of something and really give it a shot. Mm-hmm. I, I'm just a frugal angler. You know, there's a lot into that right now. But there, I'm just frugal with it. Like I'm a bare bones kind of person. I mean, um, that's just how I operate. So I don't have a lot of frills and shit on my kayak or in my fishing stuff. I mean, I got good gear. Mm-hmm. And I do invest in rods and reels and, um, you know, hooks. You know, I, buy, I buy good. I buy good stuff. Yeah, I ain't cheap, but I don't buy like you know. I have lures that I use, and that's what the hell I use. And 
that's what it is. But uh, yeah, the lights and stuff, I ain't, I haven't done all that yet. I don't, <laughs> I tear that shit up. Look, man, I'm rough on my the, equipment. The yak, the yak power, the yak power setup, in my opinion, is easy. It's easy. Everything is fucking plug and play. You don't have to cut and splice and none of that yeah, shit. Yeah, I didn't do uh-huh. that. I put lights on it, spliced the wires down, and got to switch off Amazon, cut a hole underneath my seat, pop that sucker right in there, and boom. I bought everything off Yak Power. I don't want. I don't have the patience. I work on cars all fucking day long. <laughs> so when I, that's like supposed to be my fucking yeah. solitude, I'm not trying to. Uh, I'm not trying to sit there and heat gun and heat shrink and this and nope, nope. I just want to drill, plug, and call it a fucking day. Man, I'll tell you what. How often you tell your wife that? <laughs> Every day. I just want to drill, plug, and call it a day. Every day. <laughs> she, she fucking lays next to me. I'm trying to bang her. <laughs> so, Jake, tell us about this huge win in a kayak tournament that you recently had. All right. Um, if everyone doesn't know, you live under a rock with Mike Iconelli. You guys should know he has the Ike Foundation, which I by the way, before. that's Alex's favorite fisherman. Really? No, yes. it's not. It's <laughs> not. But Alex, Alex doesn't count. Fuck. He's, Alex. A, he's a love or hate guy, like Paul said. I've heard him say it before. You either like him or you don't. He's loud, obnoxious, but that energy. I'm from PA. We we catch two pounders and we think they're fives up here. So I relate <laughs> to him so well. <laughs> so uh, we, Mike we can, we can talk his, about Ike after your story. Yeah. If we want to, because um, anyway, finish your story. All right. So Ike has the Ike Foundation, which he did the he does the pro-am tournaments, bass boat. And then recently past two, two or three years, he's done a kayak one. So last year uh, I signed up for the one on Naka Mixon in Quakertown, PA. It's like a lake, like 40 minutes from me and uh, pre-fished it a few times with my buddy, Matt, who is in our Slay Nation He's in my uh, Slay Nation. He's a member, which Scuba Steve, you'll uh, you'll meet him. He's got the Old Town 120 with the the Minkota Ultrex yeah. in it, so that thing's sweet. But uh, we pre-fished and weren't really finding anything. There's a ton of uh, pleasure boaters, sailboaters on that lake. It's 20 horsepower max, but there's just so many fishermen. So I knew, like in the morning, everyone's gonna fish the weed lines, yeah. and then after that, it's gonna get tough. So. I ended up finding an area the second day of practice. Um, my buddy had an area he'd caught some fish in, so we tried it, and he caught quite a few. He probably caught, like, about 10. Yeah. And uh, then we were, like, messing around, randomly started punching some lily pads, and we found something. I don't know if it's a ditch or something, but it's just a small little area. Yeah. And literally, he thought he got a bite. I flipped in, caught one, flipped in again, got another bite. This was, like, two weeks before the event. Yeah. So we were just trying to test stuff out, and I was like, okay. Then we nice go hole. way up, way up this one area. I freaking catch, he catches like a 14 incher, and I caught a 19 and a half. Yeah. And I was like, holy crap. And I'm like starting to get nervous. And the tournament was on a Sunday. So then the next weekend, the, the weekend coming up of it on Friday, two, two days before the event, I was getting too stressed and anxious. And I, I, <laughs> I think I knew I had like a top five pattern. And uh, there was 91 guys signed up. So anyway, I went Friday, went to my spot, flipped into the punching area I had, dunk, and I was like, okay, shook you off. I was like, I'm out. And I went to the one area that I was catching them on, um, a moving bait. And I was just 
trying to get one bite and then I was going to leave it. And I caught a 19 and a quarter, like four and a half. And I was like, crap. <laughs> you caught it like, fuck. <laughs> yeah. So that's every time I fished that area, I've caught on one over 19. And I'm like, okay, I'm leaving. I was literally there like two hours and left. I was like, hopefully Saturday doesn't get pressured too much. And the area I was in, I don't want to give too much away because the tournament is back there again this year. And uh, <laughs> I did have YouTube Look, videos on people it. Know, people know there. where you were. They're going to tear that place up. I know. Luckily, Look, uh, we'll we have tens of 20s of people listening so, to this. So you're like, pretty much all of them are up in your neck of the woods. So they're probably headed there tomorrow to fuck your shit up. Yeah. So you're, you're like Alex, you spot burn. <laughs> That's an inside joke. Alex, <laughs> yeah. Alex spot burns, quote yeah. unquote. You, well, I had videos, videos spot burn. He did a saltwater video last year, right? And the guy he went with was like, hey, man, you got to edit that video. You know, people are going to know my spot. I'm like, you're fishing in the fucking bay. You can catch striped bass <laughs> anywhere in the yeah. fucking bay. What are you talking about? Yeah. All right, Burning, give me a let, break. Let Jake, we ain't getting all no tangent with spot burning. That's a dumbass <laughs> conversation we can have. Some other time. All right, I want to hear so, Jake's story. Damn it! Like I said, that was Friday. So then Saturday, I was hoping it didn't get pressured, but I know it does. And then Sunday, I woke up like an hour before my alarm, and I was like too anxious. I was like, I'm going to Wawa. I went and got breakfast, and I was like, I'm getting to the lake early. I was there wasn't a, another guy pulled into that lot for like another 45 minutes. <laughs> I, was there so dang early. I was just too jacked up and antsed. And uh, there's like five there. launches on the lake. Anyone can launch anywhere. But we ended up launching it. There was probably like 15 kayaks mm. at mine. So we launched, and I'm like pedaling as fast as I can. I'm going my way. I'm like, I got to get to my spot, make sure no one, you know, beats me there. And I get to my spot, and I turn around, and I'm like 300, 400 yards from the ramp. No one went left. Everyone went right, and I went left. And I was like, okay, this is my moment. Like, don't screw this up. So started out in my punching spot, didn't get bit. And I'm like, I was catching them like 10 o'clock and this was like first light. So I was like, maybe it's a timing deal, whatever. Start to go back towards my area, catch like a 16. I was like, cool. Work my way back farther, catch like a 12, a 13, like a 15. And I was like, all right. And then work. I kept running my stretch and then I ended up having a limit by like 7.15 or 7.30. So I think like an hour, hour and a half in the tournament. Lo and behold, four fish or three fish was second. I was the only one with a limit out of 91 guys. So I had that one by the first hour. Damn. But I didn't know that. I was like, people are going to catch them. And guys caught some, like, 21s. Like, but that's what I was saying in the beginning. You could catch them early, like one or two, but then that was it. It was hard mm-hmm. once the wind picked up and all the pleasure boaters and everyone got out there. So I went up and down, and uh, I ended up, I think, catching my limit. And then uh, my one buddy that's in Slay Nation texted me. He's like, you piece of crap. He's like, I guess you figured him out. And he texted me right after I called like a 19 and a half. I was like, yeah, I just caught a 19. And he's like, Son of a gun. And I was like, I was calling my buddy, Matt, who practiced with me. I was like, dude, I got this. I knew I had between 80 and 85, like every practice. And I had like 83 and three quarters and I fished like the rest of the day. Eventually the bites died out. I went back to my punching spot like twice. Couldn't catch anything. And um, yeah, the last maybe two hours, I didn't get a bite. I ended up catching like, eight or nine keepers, maybe 10. And um, at one point, the one guy finally made his way back towards me. He's like, oh, how you doing? I was like, good, I'm leading it. I was like, how are you doing? He's like, oh, I'm in second. And he was like, so this is where you are. And I was like, 
yeah. <laughs> he ended up catching like one more. And I, I don't know if he had – I think he had four, and he got second place. So out of 91 guys, I was the only guy with a limit, and uh, that was just nuts. I mean, the leaderboards turned off, and I was still way ahead. So, But uh, one of Ike's guys who was helping run the event – uh, the night before, you could either do in-person registration or do Zoom. So I went, and uh, they were doing giveaways, and ended up I ended up winning a new Abu Rod Versatos, and I was like, "Sweet, I won my entry fee back. This is cool." Yeah. And then uh, so I saw him when I first get there, and he's like, "Oh, dude, it got close." He's like, "I don't know," and I'm like shaking, like about to crap my pants, like I'm like, "No." Like, was this Brian the Carpenter? Because that no, sounds like some shit he would have done. I forget his name. He was down at the he was down at the classic, but it wasn't Brian. Um, and uh, yeah, it turned out that I uh, I ended up winning it. It was crazy. I won a bunch of stuff, and it was just awesome. Like, I don't think many people knew about it just because I mean I don't know if they promoted it as well. Like, it's not a Hobie or a KBF, but to win against ninety one guys was just like holy crap. Dude, that's a um, big field. 91 guys is uh, a very, very large kayak yeah. field. Yeah. I mean, that's that's a lot of damn people. And I'm assuming the majority of those people that fish that tournament are from the area. Yeah, <laughs> so, we had some people up from, like, Virginia, Maryland. And, like, yeah, okay. I, don't, I don't think anyone came down from, like, New York or anything. But there was, there was definitely locals that knew about the lake and fish. It's just a super tough lake, but – when you find them, you find them. So it's a super, it was like maybe big enough for two kayak guys to fish it. So next year or this year when they have it again, I know everyone's going to be there that saw the video. So I'm curious what'll, what'll happen. But um, yeah. So then this year I'm going to like, uh, I'm the director for PA kayak series for Slay Nation. Scuba Steve's a member. And then I'm going to be fishing the whole elite kayak fishing series. Uh-huh. Up in the northeast, I'm gonna go fish all their events. Um, first ones in Mesolonsky in Maine. Uh, never been up in Maine before, and then I'm gonna fish the Hobie on Susquehanna if I can get in. But they're selling out like so I, fast. I believe, I believe Nate, Nate Shagan, he wants me to, he's been egging me to get into the KBF on that lake. He's oh, like, so he's like, he's like scuba up there. He's like, bro, you catch fucking 18 pound fish all fucking day long. Yeah. 18 inch fish all day long. I was well, about to say, hold up, what y'all fishing for? I was like, what? It ain't bad. Well, he's like, he's like, what Nate says it's like automatic. 18 inch, 18 and up is like fucking all day. Yeah. So elite kayak fishing is pairing up with KBF for that event. Yeah. So Saturday is elite kayak fishing and also KBF. And then Sunday is another KBF. Yeah. He, I haven't decided if I'm going to do all three or because it's a lot he, of money to win and it's a lot of money to lose. Both. You have to if you're fishing Saturday, you gotta put in for both. Yeah, you have to. Yeah, he you is, have to. You have to. Yeah. You have to. He's egging me on to, to go up there. Look, I'm like, man, Queen City, down here in Charlotte, one of the biggest local clubs in the in the country. I can't remember. A guy just made a post um, this past Monday or Sunday from that club about. <laughs> He didn't double dip, right? It's called double mm-hmm. dipping. He didn't double dip for I can't remember. I can't remember what the hell tournament it yeah. was. Anyway, he didn't double dip. Well, I think he ended up winning and would have won both. <clears throat> that's that's why I'm like at this point. Uh, but if just... you're gonna fish it, but that's the thing, like side pots, stuff like that. If you're, I I just feel like you know what's another thirty dollars or what's another yeah. you know, yeah. thirty dollars? It ain't something. no thirty. 
Them no, KBF, bro, them KBF for the weekend is to do the, so, to the each day and the two day is like four, almost 500 bucks, man. No, I think it's so, one, it's like 130 per Saturday yeah. and then 130 Sunday. But then the, yeah. the pro series, which is the double day, that's 500 entry fee. No, 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 no. It's five, it's like 430 for all three. Well, yeah, maybe for all three. Maybe. Oh, I thought maybe it was, for all know. three, but yeah. the, the Hobies are like $130. Per yeah, Saturday, okay. per Sunday, just the regular trail event. Yeah, Hobie's like two sixty five, I think, whatever it was. Yeah, two sixty. But it, you know, it doesn't matter. I'm gonna put in for Queen City. I always sign up for Big Bass. I yep. mean, you know, those little side pots. There, there's no reason not to, unless you like. I suck at fishing. I'm coming out here to have a good time because I'll tell you right now, I don't fish to have a fucking good time. Yeah, but look, if you're at that mentality, you might as well not even enter. Just get a cooler yeah. beer and go fish. I, yeah, yeah. Why am yeah. I going to pay $65, $35, to go fish a tournament where I don't – look, I, I – my mentality is this. I don't necessarily think I'll win, but I fucking damn sure expect to win. Yeah. If that Confucius shit makes any sense, because I I don't like I fish I like the competition side of fishing, um, and I say I don't fun fish, and you know it's, it's hard to it's it's hard to explain in depth. But anyway, when I go fishing this and I'm not in a tournament, I'm I'm still I'm working on something. You know, I'm throwing yeah. a new lure, right. I'm looking at new areas and stuff like that. But man, I like I don't. I want to. I want to go fish to compete. Now, if I fucking lose, I lose. I mean, there ain't. Yeah. You know, you, you're first or last, bitch. <laughs> I'm driving seven hours to Maine. I ain't going there to lose. That's, That's right. Yeah. True. Yeah. And I might lose, but you but know Maine, what? Hey, if my, my, gonna... I'm going there to win. I mean, I'm going down to Santee this week. I'm headed down Friday, and I got some stuff that came up. I might not even be able to go check out my ramps. Friday, I damn sure ain't gonna get the fucking prefish. The um, I might, I might not even be able to go check out my ramps, but you know what? I'm gonna put myself in the best position that I can put myself in to go find fish. And if I can find them, it gives me a chance to catch them. And if I can catch them, hopefully I found biggins. And if I found biggins, I got a chance. But yeah. I mean, I still go there in that mentality. You know, but, I'm, I'm fishing to win. You know, the funny thing is, is in the Northeast, man, you got some of in that in that event in Maine. You're gonna have some of the fucking best kayak fishers in the country yeah. in that event. You know, mm-hmm. it's like the Northeast just pumps out fucking studs of kayak fishing for some reason. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're next, Scuba. Jake, Jake's already there. Scuba's <laughs> not in VA. I gotta move farther north. Like that's like I said. I'm either going south yeah. or into New York for better fishing because PA. Yeah. Scuba's getting groomed by. By Sean the Fisherman and the dude. I don't know about Sean. Shags. Nate Shagnon, really. Sean, Sean just gives me uh, uh, help with buying shit. That's <laughs> like, oh, oh, call three bells. You need an aqua, call three bells. They'll hook you up. <laughs> All right, Jake. So you, you, win, you win the Ike Foundation kayak event. How does this? Does do, do things change for you, or is that just another notch on the belt? 
Uh, do you gain sponsors or like, does it change your mindset into fishing? Like where, what does, because you know, it, one, it's a big win because it's a Ike foundation thing. There 90 anglers is a shitload of anglers and to be the only one that caught a limit, you know, there, there was a lot of stuff in there. Um, you know, how, how does that kind of change? Because you were, were, were you still a little bit new, right? Just the, that was your second yeah. year in the, in the kayak competition yeah, like fishing last year like i said i fished the elite kayak fishing on cayuga i got 12th out of 75 there which was decent that was my first kayak event was cayuga and then i fished slay nation one two or three of those um right. and then i fished the ike foundation but honestly nothing much changed i kind of i was kind of hoping he kind of uh viewed it as his boat tournament because he had like the boat winner on ike live and i was like oh i'm gonna get on Ike live now so I don't think it was broadcasted much. And I don't know if like the, the guys that fished KBF and Hobie really cared about it, to be honest. So nothing really changed, surprisingly. Um, you should no, have picketed no... outside his house. Put yeah. me on. Put me on. <laughs> I was going to text him, but I didn't want to be rude either. I saw him down at the Classic a few times, and we talked, and he remembered me. So that was really cool. So well, man, look. Look, look, you ain't being rude by asking somebody, but like, hey man, you talk, you're talking about Ike? Yeah, I was I was I was he's shocked. Like what? How tall is he? Like two feet? Nah, he's like mid five, five, seven. Hey, five, eight. don't be picking on short people now because <laughs> look, you know, Alex ain't but like five three. <laughs> oh shit. I mean, he barely come up the old waist. No, I there's there's things about Ike that I like and there's things I don't like. All the loud yeah. yelling and all that shit, I'm like, yeah, that's that's cool, whatever, man. You're getting excited over like a pound and a half fish. But like his like foundation, how he helps out kids and shit who wanna fish, all that shit, that's so dope. Like like he could just do that shit and still have the same notoriety. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. The, I feel like his professional fishing thing is just like a side thing at this point. He has so much other stuff going on. Yeah. Was notoriety isn't that persona or the the persona of him screaming and getting excited about the fish. His notoriety is he's won absolutely everything there is to win in professional. The the he's won it all. He's won a classic. He's won AOI. He's won elite tournaments. You know, I mean, the man is accomplished. His his who he is outwardly. Let me see. I got to get close up and see this shit. The print of Ike's balls in Paul's fucking beard right now. <laughs> no man, no man. Just, just, just like Scuba Steve, I'd hug the shit out of Ike if I ever got a chance. <laughs> yeah, he, he's but, really I mean, cool. you know, it, 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 it's the emotion, it's the passion, and you know, you ain't seeing that from a lot of guys from the South, where you know, fishing pretty much the guys from the South drew it. He also came in at a time where. It was the good old boys from the south, and here's this old damn little short, skinny ass, fast talking, you know, New Jersey kid coming in here and and do you know? He had to he had to create all great athlete. Let's take this. Did y'all watch the 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 final dance or whatever the stuff was with Michael Jordan? Of course. And how many times you didn't watch it? Okay, well, you know, he he created. Michael Jordan created. He was born when Michael Jordan was retiring, bro. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. 
It still doesn't matter. He should know who Michael Jordan is. I know who he is. I just never got huge in the basketball. He created, in his mind, he created shit that never happened that motivated him to beat them, you know, and that's, I think that's Ike, Ike is always, he's always creating some kind of motivation. Yeah. Whatever it is. That's, and, and that's what, that's what the phenoms, the great people, the great athletes, the great folks, they're always, they're always, they're, they're creating their own reality that they operate in. And it's, it's hard to understand that if you've never been there, I had a guy ask me, he's like, so my son, Carter, can't look Carter. He says, so if Carter's fishing on national television, he's out there breaking rods over his knee and throwing them in the water and screaming and hollering because he lost a big fish, you know, as as his parent, would you like, it's like, you fucking damn right, he better be. I mean, you know, that's the emotion side of it. Like, you know. But but I still, I was doing that shit on like a one pound fish. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. You know what? It doesn't actually, matter. That one pound fish might be the difference, and you win a hundred thousand dollars, and you win in ten thousand. So, a funny story with elite kayak fishing. It's my first kayak event, and like I said, I worked like twelve hours till like two a.m. Got home, drove straight up to Cayuga, pre-fished, took like an hour nap, then hung out till slept in the parking lot of the ramp for the tournament the next day. And I get out there and I catch like a 19, a 15, a 16. And I finally start uploading them and I'm fishing. And all of a sudden I get some emails from Fishing Chaos. And it was like, your fish is DQ'd. And I was like, what? And it just kept saying DQ, DQ'd. I was like, what the heck's wrong? And I was like, okay. And I messaged, I messaged on the Facebook page they had or whatever. And I was like, hey, I'm having issues with fish getting DQ'd. Well, lo and behold, I didn't read the fine print and the identifier had to be a KBF identifier or the elite kayak fishing identifier that you write the number on. And I just wrote on a blank piece of paper. I'm not going to lie to you. I was in tears with frustration, exhaustion. I was so upset. Like I just traveled all this way and wasted it. And then I started talking to the guy, the guy's like, and I I sat there for like half an hour and I was like, do I just go home? Like, I, I don't even know what to do. And the guy's like, keep fishing. Apparently other people did it too. So, cause it was their first event with elite kayak fishing. Yeah. And it turns out that, like, a bunch of other people did it. So then they said, resubmit it, and we'll take it. So then, like, two hours later, I ended up getting all my inches back and stuff like that. But, dude, like, just the amount of effort and time and emotion you put into tournaments is just, like, I was like, but that's a, But that's Bro. a good learning experience, too. Oh, yeah. Like, you, you kayak anglers are the fucking absolute worst for not knowing the rules for the shit that they're fishing. <laughs> yeah. And when... And when, you know, their shit gets DQ'd and they lose or whatever, they get all angry and shit. Well, you know, I mean, that's that's how that's you have to you have to understand what you're doing. Yeah. At a local tournament, we had a guy that went to Walmart and bought some damn measuring stick, showed up at the fishing tournament and went to go fishing. And he he would have won the tournament, but he didn't have the right board. And he's like, well, it didn't say anywhere in the right board. And, and, and clearly in numerous places, it yeah. talks about <laughs> are we follow these KBF rules to see those rules. Click this link yeah. to right. go read to understand what you need. I mean, it was there. Yeah. 
Kayak anglers are wrong, terrible like, about that shit. But it's a good learning like experience this. to understand where Hobie's yeah. different than KBF. KBF is different. There's all these little intricacies about the type of board you have and yeah. all this and that, and the identifiers. And like, you have to understand what you're fishing. Look, if that shit would have happened to me, I'd have gone the fuck home. I mean, I I've don't blame no- them if that, like, I appreciate that they did that because a bunch of other people did it and they gave the qualifier that morning or the identifier. So it's like, you really couldn't cheat, but I get it if they would have DQ'd me. Like Greg Blanchard, he was using Fishing Chaos for the first time and put all of his fish in the live well and didn't upload them. And he zeroed. He should have been like 11th or 10th. Mm-hmm. And he zeroed because he put them all in the live well in Fishing Chaos and not on the leaderboard. And they ended up not taking his fish because it was like hours after the tournament when he realized. Mm-hmm. And like, but after that event, be damned I didn't go print six six by sheets of KBF identifiers and put them in a Ziploc bag with a Sharpie in my kayak. And people need to realize you you have to use those identifiers because you're the people who sponsored those tournaments. Their names are on those identifiers. And part of what the TDs are selling to those people is we're going to have this identifier where 100 anglers are going to have this identifier on there with your logo that you know, 2,000 people are going to see when they look at these fish. Yeah, and so like when I go post it on my socials about my tournament, guess what I'm going to post? Yeah, my right. fish on the catch board, which is going to show that identifier. Yeah. So, yeah, I get it. That was that was totally my fault. But now everyone that I teach about kayak tournaments, that's the first thing I teach them. You know, you, know, you live and learn, but I try to make sure that never happens to anyone else. So, yeah, every, every tournament trail that I fish in, so – um, you know, I, I haven't done any KBFs this year. I haven't done any monthlies, but if, if I do do a KBF monthly or something, I will print out a whole sheet of KBFs. Mm-hmm. I print out a whole sheet of all my local clubs. I print out, I don't know how Hobie does it yet. I got to figure that out here next few days. <laughs> I'll print it. But in what I do is I have extras in a dry bag in my kayak. Mm-hmm. I have extras in my truck. And I go, I have extras in numerous places so that if I'm out on the water and my shit gets blown away or gets wet and I can't read it, something happens, I've got one on the boat. But yeah. then I carry extra in my truck because people get to the ramp and I'm like, fuck, you know, I don't have my identifier. I left it. And so I'm always giving, but I always print out a whole sheet and make sure I have them. That identifier is important, man. That's in, in this day and age for kite yeah. fishing, that's, that's how you... You, you win or lose because yeah. without that. Now, right. somebody brought up a good point. I can't yeah, remember Nate, who Nate, this was. Nate's got a me- Hold on. Hold on. Boy, don't interrupt me, motherfucker. <laughs> Let me quit to finish talking shit. Let me, I'm going to make a point that nobody's going to care about so we can get your story real quick. Somebody <laughs> said, I can't remember who it was, why do we need identifiers if we, can, if we have a timestamp of when the fish was caught? Everything's timestamped. And, lo- and has a location on it. So why do we need identifiers? And I think that that's something that these all these apps that we use will probably incorporate. Well, there won't be a an, an identifier needed. Yeah. I don't know. Well, I know we'll for see. I know for directing like Slay Nation, it's a lot harder to go back and look for the timestamp and location than it is to just okay, that's the identifier, okay. that's the right code. It would take directors literally twice as long to verify fish. Uh, and if they're judging, you know, 90 anglers yeah. that all catch five fish, yeah. and they're judging 500 fish, that, that yeah. makes a big difference. Yeah. Okay. Good yeah. point. Steve, what were you saying, you bald uh, fuck? 
Nate Nate has a, a metal identifier that mm. they made that he got made. Uh, there's a company mm. I forget the name of the company, but they make them, and they'll put like the KB. It'll match what the KBF identifier right. is, and it has slots for you to put the the identifier in with like dry erase, and uh, you know it. I mean, it, it attaches right to your catchboard. Yeah. I forgot to mention in that Cayuga story when I was like freaking out and like having a little mental breakdown, I ended up, a guy ended up kayaking past me and I was like, Hey, do you have one of those KBF things? And he ended up having an extra one. I scribbled off one of his older, you know, identifier codes. I put that on because the guy said, keep fishing until we get this figured out. I ended up catching like three more. They were dinks, but I I started, you know, I was like, okay, I'm going to go catch a limit and go from there. Like Mm -hmm. get yourself back in it. You can't let it defeat you. and just, you drove all that way. You got to keep going. So, shout out to that guy because I mean, he helped me keep fishing for a bit. Yeah, yeah. All right. So, where your 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 tournament director for Frankie the Head Cheese Slay Nation, Pennsylvania? You're fishing the EKF. Um, what do you have plans to to start going nationally or in in what if you are what what organizations are you looking to fish so um yep i'm directing pa so we got eight events with them for kayak slay nation kayak and then i'm fishing elite kayak series because that's kind of your next step up it's almost to the level of kbs not quite hobie um entry level you know entry fee wise um so but I am going to try to get in that Hobie on the Susquehanna. And I think next year I'm going to try to fish like three Hobies or whatever. Uh, I think it's three Hobies you got to do to try to, to make that invitational. Or I'm learning all about this the past year, but I'm definitely going to, I'm definitely going to get, get hold up, hold up. You're the invitational is KBF. Oh, that's <laughs> the Hobie is Hobie. So okay, the yeah, Hobie yeah. is uh, the top three puts you into. The, the TOC. TOC, yes, yes, yes. Um, but yeah. Yeah, the Timvitational, there's – That's uh, – I guess there's three or four different ways to get in that with KBF. I'm not sure. I'm, okay. I, like I said, I just fish, and if I win, then everything falls into place. Yeah. If I don't win, then shit doesn't happen. That's my mentality. Like, yeah. there's like, what about AOI points? I'm like, if I fucking win and I win enough, the AOI will come. Yeah. Yeah, like and I definitely want to travel. I definitely want to travel south and fish different okay. fisheries because I did New York, like Champlain, Cayuga, Oneida, uh, St. Lawrence. I've done all that as a co-angler, so I have good experience up there. But I definitely need to go down. Like I fished Hartwell once, but I definitely want to go down there and try to fish them. The problem is, like, the elite kayak fishing is for the Northeast. Well, mm-hmm. I'm PA, but technically I'm like the southernmost state for them. They came into PA last year once to Wall and Paul Pack. And it was a crap show because the boat traffic is horrific on that lake. So they're not coming back to PA. The closest they're coming is Oneida, which is like three hours from me. But Maine's mm-hmm. eight. So it's like I'm kind of like stuck in between all the circuits, except when Hobie comes to the Susquehanna. So yeah. I'm going to fish them this year and uh, try to fish uh, and qualify for the championship. That's my goal through them. And then probably next year, fish a few more Hobies or KBF, something like that. I'm, I definitely want to get on that national national trail definitely winning that ike foundation made me think okay i may have a shot at you know being able to represent myself maybe not win one but at least hold my ground with some of these guys that are absolutely insane 
Well, I mean, you know, it only takes one. I mean, that's the thing is, that's the great thing about fishing is that the limita- limitations are only what you put on yourself, mm-hmm. you know, um, you know, money, time, whatever that is. I mean, those, those are all limitations with fishing. There's no scubas like six, six, twelve and three quarters. <laughs> and, you know, I mean, is he good at basketball? I don't know. I don't think so. I think he's a little too clumsy. I used to but, be until I blew my knee apart. Yeah, he blew his knee apart, which means he got scared. Anyway, so, but this guy's 6'12", and then, you know, you got Alex, who's 5'2", and 7'8", and both of them can go fish, and those height limitations and restrictions and this and that, none of that shit matters. Yep. Now, in basketball – scuba you know probably is going to beat alex unless his knee blows out again but in fishing that shit doesn't matter your weight your height you know now your physical ability and and your stamina has some play in the kayak fishing world but in general um your height and your weight and all that that's when you get a motor it's the equalizer it's the equalizer yeah, so no, I 100 agree. I mean, that's that's a great thing about the limitations, and, and that's that's the difference in the in the bass boat world, in the kayak world. The limitations that keep us from fishing are are all self imposed, and it's it's not a bad thing. You know, if you don't have the money or you don't have the time, or you've got four kids and a wife that works and you can't leave for every other weekend for four days, you know, shit, hell yeah. You you damn that that family is more important than any fucking fish you can catch. Mm-hmm. But those are all self limitations that we put on this. The kayak world is is very much you can make it happen if you want to, because yeah. you don't need a twenty thousand dollar Hobie. You can take your damn twelve hundred dollar kayak out there and win some stuff. Yep. I mean, if you know if you know how to find fish, and then you know you figure out how to catch them, you can win. It doesn't matter what you're fishing out of. And you can put everything that they put on them fucking bass boats on a kayak now. Yeah. You can put put 360. You can put live target. You can put uh, down imaging. You can put any uh, motor. You can rigger, outriggers. You can put all that shit on there you want. Anything you want to put on a boat, you can put on a kayak. Hey, let me ask y'all. What what do the professionals say wins in money? What, 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 What part of the boat wins in money? I would say like themselves. Nope. The trolling motor wins them money. The most important part of a boat is the trolling motor. They're on it 95% of the time. That's right. Trolling motors win money. We put fucking trolling motors on boats with spot lock. Yeah. On kayaks was, I mean, like you, you, the pros say they win money from a, with their trolling motor. And here you got a kayak now that can go in two inches of water with a trolling motor. And the same kayak can go out offshore in 40 feet of water on spot lock. Mm-hmm. And you can go out there and drop shot or a rig. Well, you see, that's the, the beautiful fish. thing too, is in the two inches of water, you don't need the motor. You pull the motor up and you paddle yourself where you want to go. 
you know, if you're in, if in, if and if you're in heavy grass or lilies, you 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 can fucking dock the kayak right on the grass and the lilies and pitch left and right all fucking day long and have a good time. Yeah, you know, and 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 whereas in like a basketball, you're not doing that. You're no. you're fucking tearing up the entire area trying to get in there. The only thing I'd say is like the basketball guys can run, you know, seventy miles if they want to. But yeah. that's what I like about kayak fishing is it makes you slow down. It makes you pick apart stuff way more. It makes you a better angler overall. Yeah. Well, I, I don't. The it makes you a better angler. I I don't know about that part of it. I think that you see more stuff. Yeah. And you know, I, we're talking semantics here, so mm-hmm. it it is what it is. But you 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 you're gonna graph. You're gonna see this anomaly on a piece of. On, on a unassuming flat that you're like, let me go check this shit out. And it's loaded. Yeah. You know, it's got some fish on it that they get you a limit or some big fish or big fish, whatever. Whereas a bass boat, they'd have gone by at 60 miles an hour. Yep. I got a buddy. Oh. Of mine, he told me he used to, he, he had a smaller bass boat and he used to fish this Creek on the Potomac. <clears throat> and, but if he caught the tide at the wrong time, he'd get stuck in this area. He liked to go to. So one day he got stuck at low tide in there. And he's like, ah, fuck it, we'll just fish where we're at. And he ended up finding like this hole that he said he would have never found because mm-hmm. on his boat he usually blows by it in the tide. But it was like it was like shallow on one side, shallow on the other side. And when the tide dropped, all the fish would just shoot into this hole. And he said they caught probably 40, 50 bass that day in that hole, just all day long fishing. Yeah, the tide came it. back yeah, in. Little ditches on the Potomac, I've always heard, is like crazy if you find it. Yeah. And that's the thing. The kayak guys can go up and there's a spot because I like I like a certain creek on the Potomac and there's a spot that's got a lot of piers from like old bridges. There's a bunch of that in that in that in that river system from like old like train bridges and and car bridges from the, you know, from whenever. Yeah. That the bass boats can't get in there because they'll tear up the hulls. But the kayaks, you can go right in there and fish, and, and you're catching, you know, 16, 18, 19-inch fish all fucking day long. And yeah, it, they'll, they'll go where their fin comes right out the water. They don't care. Yeah. So I'm just like, that's one thing that has really grabbed. Like, next year, my, my like, this year I got a couple of more. I got, I've got six events on the, on the Potomac this year. So, like, I got two kayak events and then I got four MLF events that are on the on the Potomac this year. Okay. So like I got a lot of that and then but next year I'm probably going to do the KBF Trail series and and like go to the Kissimmee Chains and all that shit next year wherever you know like I think I I think that's where my 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 tournament fishing is going is it's going to be to the kayak trail series. I want to do some Bassmasters. I want to you know like Yeah. Well, that was the thing. Like Bassmaster came right here to the Chesapeake, which is not that far from me. And That's right. I was still new. I was still new into the kayak thing. I didn't realize how important it was. And then this year, they're not even coming close. So, nope. like, I was trying to get, I was trying to get my yak by then because I wanted to do that event bad. Because mm-hmm. I mean, that's like twenty minutes up the street for me. Yeah, I fished a lot as a co angler, so I know some, you know, some decent areas. But I didn't even realize that it was like Bass Nation. I just didn't know. So I was like. Yeah biting my freaking kicking myself in the ass after not uh 
realizing and then seeing that they're not coming back this year. No, so hopefully next year they come back to the Chesapeake. Yeah, that's a good. That's a good. That's a good. Uh, I love fishing that. Scary sunk a boat there. That's a whole other story. But, <laughs> uh, wasn't me. It was my buddy, buddy and me. But uh, that was just, yeah. But yeah, but with uh, the Chesapeake, if you stick to like the, the the creeks and the and the back coves, you should be all right. If you go yeah. out in the open, then yeah, you're a little fucking. It's a little sketchy. It's just like down here where I'm at. I'm I'm right off of. I'm actually right off technically the Chesapeake where I'm at and uh, where I live. And, like, if I go out of my creek, the, I, I live right in Stony Creek. It's big. It's a big creek. But if I go out there, I am I mean, I'm right out in the open of the fucking bay. It's, you know, I, if I go out there, I'm going to, like, follow the fucking the, the, the shoreline, yeah. you know. That's like Cayuga. Cayuga, all New York lakes are... North and south, 30, yeah. 40 miles. So you get that five, I mean, five mile an hour south wind, that north end's going to have three to four footers easily. Yeah. So I've been I mean, in the boat plenty of times fishing those tournaments. So luckily in May, I mean, when I was there last year, there was like six inches, maybe footers. Like it was nothing. Like west to east wind, you're fine. But you get a south wind and we're all up on the north end, it's going to be, uh, there's, no, there's no creek arms on those lakes either. They're all glacier lakes. Yeah. They're all just, there's nothing to hide from. So that's the only thing that sucks is like, the wind blows up there, you're just pretty much screwed. Yeah, I mean, in August, I'm going to do Champlain, and probably that's in my birthday weekend. I'm going to go up there and do that. I love that lake. Yeah, so it'll be fun. But um, the classic. So I did not meet Paul because he just didn't want to see me. That's okay. Yeah. Well, that's how Paul right. is. Well, that's how things. Paul is. Yeah. Don't, don't let him fool you. That's how Paul is. He's, oh, he's, shit. He's, look, I want to meet everybody. There's two things. He's big time. We, we, he's yeah, famous. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm famous. Sure. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> he's, the, he's the unofficial host of Bass and Brews, motherfucker. <laughs> I, I started making a list of the people I wanted to holler at that I talked to that were going to be at the Classic. Jacob was the first on that list. He's the reason I started the list. <laughs> We got there and and just you know just we got there. Shit was overwhelming. Blah blah blah. Yeah. Thing happened. I completely for fucking forgot about the list. So the only people I saw were the people I ran into while I was there. So like Matt Pangrak, me and him, we it was at the 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 weigh in. The first on that Friday, we I saw him just passing uh, Bailey from Serious Angler, passing, <laughs> and then Andrew from Serious Angler was at a booth when we were walking through. Like I was just in La La Land, man. It was a damn shit show, and I'm sure I walked by you, Jake, at yeah. least two or three times. But you also didn't text me and like, hey, hey sorry ass. Listen, I was working a booth. So this is my first classic ever. Uh, I got invited down there and he's not lying. It was crazy. There was so many people everywhere. But um, so rabid baits, I've got some of their stuff here. Um, They're made. I I got some crawls from them. Yeah. So it's all made right here in the U.S. up in Vermont, right on Lake Champlain. So I've been working with them for, I mean, Bob, uh, the owner, he was my boater on the St. Lawrence River as an ABA. 
Mm. So we fished, and at the end of the day, he was catching them on a Carolina rig. And then at, once we were done, he's like, here's two packs of the baits. And I was like, oh, thanks. Now that we're done with the tournament. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, try these out. So um, and we've been on and off and stuff. But I've been helping him out. And then about two months ago, he's like, hey, you know, do you want to do pro staff managing for me? And I was like, yeah, sure. Like, he's making baits. Dude. He's working 16-hour days, just cranking baits out, cranking baits out. Yeah. I was like, I can help you out, take some work off you. So been doing that. And then he said, do you want to come down to the Classic? And I was like, heck, yeah. Like, I'm driving. Yeah. Let's do it. So I made the 10-hour drive and uh, went down and worked the Classic all three days. And uh, so Rabbit Baits, if you guys don't know, this is their crawl here on a little jig. This is my go-to. Yeah. Little Kitech finesse like tungsten jig. Oh yeah, hold, hold on, hold on. Yeah, but there we go. Yeah, I see, got those. see Frankie. I got, the, I, got Frankie. The, I got the I got those cross in black and blue, and then the red. Okay, so this is it's got uh foxtail and rabbit fur. So this is rabbit, rabbit, and then this is foxtail. And once it goes down in the water and it hits there, it'll flare right out, and any little bit of current's gonna make it just move around, look like an actual crawl. So this is um, the bait that they announced at the Classic, their new Rab Shad, which is a fluke-style bait. And this thing is sweet. It looks really good on a scrounger, uh, chatterbait I've been throwing it on. And then you can throw it weightless. This has salt in it, so it'll sink a little bit. But all the rest is all floating. They make worms, drop shot-style baits, everything. But uh, So I've been working with them, so I got that opportunity, which was huge. And then the people you meet at the Classic, like uh, Johnny Morris came by and shook my hand, and I was like, oh hi nice <laughs> uh, mr morris dude, meeting, mr morris i'm about to hug you yeah i was just like uh, i just and I'm gonna look kiss up your and neck. he's like hey and i was like oh okay how's it going and then he kept moving along but the people you meet and stuff like that so my goal is to hopefully between rabbit and just meeting connection is to get in the fishing industry within like the next two to three years because there's nothing more i love to do is talk about fishing and that's my goal yeah. Well, look, it, look. if you like to talk about fishing, you can start a shitty-ass podcast because you got two guys right here with two shitty podcasts <laughs> that don't do nothing but talk fishing, and, and we and we get some really, really, really good folks like like Jake, Jacob Stem on here to talk fishing with us, knowing that we, we the debauchery is going to be plentiful. Yeah, this is team. I'll have this to say, team. so I I found about Bass and Brews when Paul was on with Slay Nation. He was on when we had uh, the Slay Station. I didn't know about Bass and Brews, so then I looked it up and I listened to podcasts a ton with work. So I listened to Serious Angler, been listening to them since they started. Paddle and Finn, I started recently. Um, Bass Talk Live and all this. So I found Bass and Brews, and I started. I I just binge listen because I need like eight nine hours of podcasts a day to keep me occupied. And I started binge watching, binge watching, and then I listened to all of them. I just, I almost finished Drunk Woods today, which was three hours long, which is funny as hell. But <laughs> holy shit, that's long. But like Paul says, he's talking about this guy Alex. I'm like, who the fuck is Alex? <laughs> I don't even know who this guy is. So I don't even. I listened to one podcast with him, and honestly, I was like, yeah. I just, it's too different. I'm so used to Paul Heels running this. So, so what Jake's saying is that Alex is going to be the co-host. Yeah. <laughs> yeah <there we> go. <laughs> no no uh, offense uh, to uh, Alex. Uh, no, I just don't. Uh, I haven't listened to too many of them. Uh, then you got you got to check out Bates and Bourbon then, because we're we're insane. Me and Lockwood. Okay. I got to get Lockwood tied down, but he don't. He's a, he's like a 
Hulk I've been following him for like a year or two. Don't know how I followed him. And I'm telling you this, I never heard his voice until he was on like your podcast. And I just didn't expect his voice to sound like that. I don't mean that in a mean way, but like you, yeah, you didn't you didn't expect his voice to be so high pitched. Yeah. <laughs> I've been seeing him catch big fish for years, and I'm like, this dude's awesome. And then yeah. finally heard him. I was like, oh. he talks, he's like, oh, yeah, <laughs> you say right look, 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 <laughs> big jig. <laughs> <laughs> you threw that jig out there. You threw that jig and you pop it a couple times. Oh, and I tell you what, you gonna feel that little tick, that little thump, and you cross his fucking eyes. <laughs> yeah, that dude, he's he's cool. I just that was just funny the first time I heard his voice. I tell you what, you, you hear some stories from Cody and you'd be like, God damn, this shit is crazy, but everything he talks is real shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Look, Cody's been around. He's been around for sure. But you say listen to Bates and Bourbons, but when's the last time you've put anything out, Steve? Yeah, we're 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 on Instagram Live kind of thing. That's it. <laughs> See, I need it for work. I'm at work. Yeah, man. I got a, I got Apple Podcasts. Download so, all of them. Jake, see, 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 that's the same thing here, Hoss. They put out these Bait and Bourbons episodes, and I like I can't listen to them because I like. It doesn't work. Yeah. I, I listen to Apple. I've even got some folks that that have their their podcast is only on Spotify. Yeah, I'm like, damn man, like I can't. That's like Bailey. Just, like I've been listening to Bailey since he started, but I've yet to watch one because if I watch one, one, I just don't like watching them, and two, that takes away time. I need when I'm at work. I need to listen to shit. Same so, here. So like, I drive. Yeah, I drive. And so I have all my podcasts that get released on on Monday, Friday, Monday, and Tuesday. Is it is I there a way to, is there a way to pull audio, the audio from Instagram? No, I no, I, I don't. Ask Ramon. I think yeah. I I think I asked Ramon this. Yeah. I, I don't if I know. Can pull the audio. I'll upload them fuckers to Apple. Fuck it. You can't now. If you you can pull audio from YouTube because when we had who was it. Um, was it Big D? I think it was Big D's episode. Yeah, we ran out of space. We ran out of space, and so I had to end up downloading the audio from YouTube. Thank God we record this through YouTube because that's the only way that I saved that podcast. But anyway, doesn't matter. So, (laughs) but here's the thing: same thing here is is I drive a lot, so I listen to the audio versions, and you know. That that's just how I I consume no, yeah. the the content. KBN, I love those guys there. I know those guys. I would love to participate in their live events, which I I did for a majority of it this past Monday. So today, when that podcast came up, when I was driving, I deleted it because I'd already I'd already lived. Yeah, that's the thing. Then you listen yeah. like this one. I'm gonna go to listen this next week and be like, ah, oh, crap. I'm not listening to myself. I hate my voice. Yeah. <laughs> but I have I have never listened to Jim Second. A Bass and Brews podcast after episode nine, and then I listened ten and eleven, and then after episode twelve, when I was a guest co-host, get came on as a co-host, mm-hmm. I ain't listened to this fucking podcast since. <laughs> That's like when I edit YouTube videos. I'm like, I just try to skip the audio, even though you have to listen in case you know. Just so when you're editing, you need to hear it. But it's like I can't stand hearing my own voice sometimes. 
Oh, I, I love to listen to myself talk. That ain't the problem. And, and, <laughs> and every damn listener here understands that I love to hear myself talk. I, look, y'all ain't you ain't part of the Hooks at Hoodlum, our little group chat that we got on the Instagram. But I will get on there at least once a month, maybe once every six weeks. And I'll, I'll put up voice voice recordings. And it's just because, you know what? Ain't a- My dogs don't want to listen to me. The cat don't want to listen to me. My wife tells me to be quiet. The kids don't understand what I'm saying. And so I know at least the bass, at least some of the hooks that hoodlum guys will go back and listen to them, and they do. But I spit all my gibberish out during those times. I love to listen to myself talk. I don't give a shit. But I also ain't going to relive three hours of talking about whatever the fuck we talked about on the podcast. I ain't doing that. I got other shit I want to listen to. Yeah. No, yeah. I mean, that's I always tell Bailey, I'm like, but I'll all this it. started. All this started because, first of all, Bates and Bourbons ain't been on the damn airwaves in weeks, and secondly, the only way you can consume that content is through YouTube Live, mm. and then their their YouTube posts, and Instagram, just, Instagram Live. I mean, shit, Instagram. Yeah. yeah, one one of one of them one of them Graham Ubes. Well, that's like Brandon Polinick started a podcast on his YouTube, but I don't know if I can download the audio because I don't really have service when uh, when I'm at when I'm listening. So it's yeah, like see. if I can't yeah. pre-download it, I can't even listen to the thing. Yeah, and I'm not gonna come home and no offense, come home and watch a podcast for two hours. Like I'd rather just listen to him. Yeah, it, it, even my YouTube videos that I like to watch and the people I watch, it's got to be less than thirty minutes. Yeah. I'm not giving a YouTube video more than 30 minutes. And I really have to like you to give you 30. I want 15 to 20. Yeah, that's generally where I like to keep it at, right around there. Do you do YouTube? Do you have a YouTube yep. channel? Yep. I just recently hit 1,000 subs about a week ago. I got I got a YouTube channel and he posted one fucking video on it. And I've had it yeah. for like two years. <laughs> and he yeah, wonders to, why. it's so hard to keep up with it like i do ice fishing and then uh you know open water fishing but like i've been out the past two weeks practicing where slay nation has their first tournament one i don't really want to post anything if i catch them because then i know all my guys watch that oh so, you're, two, cheating. Even, so you're, you're already cheating us man Cheat. no i can't even catch a damn fish i haven't even caught one yet in two weeks i've been yeah. out two different days for eight hours that's, and that's i've seen what they all say i've seen like two largemouth and I almost caught a muskie on an A-rig last Friday. That's it. So that lake's gonna be that lake's gonna be tough. I bet you two to three fish wins that event. It's it's fishing really tough. Yeah, see for mm. me, like I got I got three kids, man. I fucking I'm trying to open my own repair shop. I don't have time to fucking pre-fish. Yeah, yeah no, I don't blame you. I, I try to when I can. I mean, I work four days a week, so it works out to where I can get time, but it depends on the lake. Like that lake is ultra clear and it's it's cold. It's like forty three in the mornings and it's getting up to like forty nine by the end of the day yeah. when I was there. Damn, that's a big old heat jump though. Ultra clear, oh, man. I got the perfect stuff for that. Yeah, it's ten foot visibility, nine to ten foot visibility. Ooh. And I was just like I was just standing up and paddling because I wanted to see if any were cruising. And I saw three forty inch plus pike or musky and one almost ate my A rig when I was sitting down in the kayak. Oh. 
but the largemouth are like, I don't know. Yeah, you know what's funny, man, is Cody. Cody ha- is fishing right now, and uh, literally, probably at this point in time, yeah, and yeah, he, he was saying it, probably right? out there fishing, and he was saying the same thing is that the bass seem like they're just stalled right now. Well, he's down in Maryland too, right? Yeah, but I mean, fucking, it ain't that big a difference, man. I feel like the water temp would be huge nah. From where you are to where I am is is like thirty minutes. Okay, and and I'm in Maryland too, and I'm like. 30 minutes from him. So it's not like okay. a huge, it's not like a, it's not like we're in Southern Maryland where we're, okay. we're, you know, it's, it's, it's really not that big of a difference. Maybe 10, maybe five, 10 degrees tops, you know? And yeah, uh, Marburg's two hours for me. I've been driving down there. It's a haul, but yeah. I'm just trying to get, I like to see the bodies of water. Like, even if I don't get the fish, I just want to be able to see like, have an eye and like know the whole lake so then i can you know if i catch one this way i can be like okay where can i recreate this pattern yeah or attempt to i mean we're having a tournament the first week in april which we had last year for the kayak slay nation we were on marsh creek i don't know if you heard of that one it's down like southern pa but i won it with one fish and i think two or three other guys had one fish and there was like 12 of us all day long and it was just like but PA, you can't fish during the spawn, so yeah, we lose so much good fishing. Yeah. Like, how do they how do they define the spawn? So our season, our season is closed from like mid April till usually the second Saturday of June because that's usually when it falls on my birthday. So yeah, so from yeah middle April to mid June, you can't. You can't keep you can't keep bass, so you can't host tournaments. But I'm gonna try to see if maybe next year they'll let us do CPR tournaments because we're not live welling them. But in our state, if you cast at a bedded fish more than once, it's considered bed fishing, and that's illegal. How the hell? All right. Yeah. Anyway, we ain't we ain't got time for that shit. <laughs> yeah. Look, I'm down here in the south. We ain't got time to talk about that shit. Right now. I don't know how you in. Look, I don't know how you enforce it. All right. Scuba. <laughs> why why did we go from a really, really good camera angle this whole fucking podcast to looking up at your fucking boogers in your in your nose? Thank you. <laughs> I mean, look, man, golly, this professional right here. We professional. Oh. oh this is what you get. <laughs> All right. All right, Jake. We we at the time here that we have some questions to ask you. Oh boy. Yep. And and you've listened to the podcast, so you know the questions that are coming. You've thought about them, but I will tell you from experience. Look, Steve. I'm I'm trying to talk here. Quit, quit putting your hand over the microphone, Bo. Jeez. <laughs> I can't wait to Alex is back where I'm the one <laughs> fucking shit up, not having to reprimand. I, I could go back to being a, you know, I go back to being a little child like Steve-O. Look, Steve, I can't even see his eyes. <laughs> Look at your camera angle, Steve. You'll be all right, man. Don't worry about it. Jeez. I know I know you're eight foot 13 inches, but damn. You man, it's hard to be in the rain, bro. What the fuck? I know it is. Hey, where's your This Is Us Shit in the background. <laughs> <laughs> Look at him. There we go. 
this ain't a, this ain't an OG Scuba Steve without this is us in the background. There you go. Thank you. You know Thank what the you. best part about it is? I ain't never watched a show once. We, we've already talked about this a million times. It ain't about the show; it's about the saying. There you go. All right. So, Jake, this is the point in time. What what do you have left to give to all of our fives of tens of viewers that still made it this far? <laughs> We we had we had somewhere between 150 and 180 up until about an hour and 32 minutes ago. So we we made it three minutes with that many. But all the viewers that are listening now, what what are you going to leave us with? You guys are the OGs because you last the whole podcast. Like myself, no matter how crazy it goes, you always <laughs> wait to the end, and I appreciate that. <laughs> I love that. I love that because there's not, there's going to be a handful of folks that don't hear me. They don't get to listen to me sing this little light of mine on the last episode. That was, that was gold. That was, that was gold. I was dying. <laughs> All right. So we got some questions coming up. You're going to have to answer these. These are shotgun questions as Alex Swamp Rat Fishing, the man who started this podcast, the man who a handful of y'all had no fucking clue, no idea who he is. Who the fuck is Swamp Rat Fishing? <laughs> who the fuck is Swamp Rat Fishing? Who the fuck is Alex on Bass and Brews? What an asshole. This guy just shows up and takes over Paul's spot. That's, oh, that's, how, that's how I'm going to see it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So you answer these, there ain't no thinking, there ain't no dialogue. Don't be like my don't be like my boy Chris over at Paddler's Playbook want to dive into shit. OG Scuba Steve showed up kind of on time today, so we don't have to worry about him trying to interject his 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 you know hour and a half worth of answers trying to get him scooted in. Yeah, I'm gonna message Big D Damien because I'm buddies with him. I'll be like Hey, he showed up for me. I don't know what your issue is. <laughs> <laughs> that was it. That was a fun night, though. It was a fun night. He anyway. All right, here we go. Look, I came in and saved the whole. Oh podcast. my god! What? I'm sorry, I interrupted you. What'd you say? Nothing. Look at him. Look at him. <laughs> he he won't say interrupt. And the motherfucker came. What are you watching? He muted himself. Don't worry, I'm busy, all right? Yeah. Dude, oh my God. He done got me where I'm stuttering. I ain't stuttered since fifth grade. All right, Crocs or flip-flops? Crocs. My man. It used my to man. be flops. It used to be. And then I slipped on too many boat ramps. And the hideous tan line I'd get, my girlfriend hated. So then I went to Crocs. First of all, a tan line on your feet ain't nobody need to have no worries about no tan line on your feet now unless they be licking your toes that's the only reason they would ever ever have a problem with your tan line so i don't know what i'm saying but i'm just saying all right I don't know can you pick either. barefoot huh i said can you pick barefoot can barefoot be like a uh no, Steve. I, 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 I use the Paul method. I wear my Crocs until I get in, and then they're yeah. behind me. 
But first of all, Steve-O, this is the 80th time you've been on this podcast. There's Crocs <laughs> or flip-flops. There's Barefoot ain't a fucking even a choice, dude. The fuck's wrong with you? You're fired. I'm firing you after this one. <laughs> I'm pretty sure Alex has already fired me. <laughs> <laughs> I know, but I'm the dumbass that keeps bringing me on because I <laughs> Alex is going to come on and be like, how the fuck? What the fuck you doing with him on so many times? <laughs> Jeez. Look, look, Alex, Alex might show up the, the the next time he's on. He might show up and fire my ass. I don't know. If he does, good. Thank God. I don't have to talk to you motherfuckers no more. All right, here we go. Pineapple on pizza. Hell no. My man. You going to spend more on a rod or a reel? You know, I'm going to have to say what's been said the last two podcasts when it comes to bait casters probably be the real and then spending them going rod and and, and so that's I, people have been listening to the podcast before they come on and you know how i know why because they reference that shit right there and i will say that i, I accept those answers because i like the thinking behind them for sure. Generally, the, with baitcasters, though, like it's usually even like one to one fifty for a rod and reel. Like I usually cap. Jake, it. don't don't fuck up your answer by right. by diving right. into the weeds. Like you you have lost that fish. You diving into the weeds after it ain't gonna help. <laughs> hey, you never know. You see guys catch them like that sometimes. I don't know. Steve-O is just like, he He has left us. I'm, I'm multitasking. God damn he's, it. he's probably looking up videos on the lake that we have a tournament on. <laughs> I'm multitasking. All right, dude. In a three-hour session, we'll catch five two-pounders or one seven-pounder. Seven, all day. All day, I, I've never even seen a seven in PA. Are you kidding me? <laughs> come, come down here. I'll put you on seven-pounders all day long. All right. Yeah, I'll drive I right mean, down. I'll put you around where they should be, okay. but it's up to you to catch them. All right, all right. I'm totally down for that. Wacky rig or Texas rig? <sighs> Wacky. The this only- is a tough question because I don't throw no wacky rig. I wait it, so it's either it's either yeah. a, a flick shake, which is the a. a the old school hooked yep. in the middle, weighted as Frank is a Uncle Frank Scaler says that's a flick shake, or you have the Nico rig, which is a front weighted wacky rig. But anyway, I'm, I ain't I ain't fishing. I, I'm not sitting there for two hours waiting on that bitch to get down to the, two foot P, of water. PA is a huge finesse style fishery, so I throw them both. The only reason I say wacky is because. I caught 18 pounds on Cayuga with it and won as a won a co-angler tournament. And I was like, all right, I'm going wacky. 18 pounds can't go wrong. Slow jams or hype music? Hype music. What kind of hype music? I don't even know. Like, I'll do like Linkin Park type music. Green Day. Well, you weren't even born when Linkin Park came out. <laughs> all right, all right. Uh or I'll do like you know. know who Lincoln Park is, but you don't know who Jean Claude Van Damme is. I probably do. The name just doesn't ring a bell. No, you don't know. You don't think you know Jean Claude Van Damme. I'll see it and, and I'll be like, oh yeah. I'll see no, him and I'll be like, no. oh yeah. I'm better with faces. 
But well, thank God we only see we only see one eighth of Scuba Steve's face right now on this podcast. He is just yeah. I'm about to kick his ass out. <laughs> At this point in time, y'all, if you have not realized it yet, Scuba Steve came in. His name is Baldy OG Scuba Fishing. Yeah, fucking Paul the Hater. <laughs> All right, dude. Have you Paul ever eaten hater. beaver? No. It's delicious. Should give it a try. Some All of the right. moistest, most delicious, scrumptious meat you'll ever eat. <laughs> you'll ever bury your face in. <laughs> All right. This is the most important question. Yeah, and you've listened to the podcast, so you've listened to the podcast. I don't think you're going to fuck this one up. I'm pretty sure you won't. I'm pretty sure you you have quite. This is the one. This is the one question that you have answers for. Being anglers, we know we like sandwiches. Matter of fact, I'm going down the Santee. I'm buying a loaf of fucking bread. Nah, shut up, man. Let him answer the question first. Thursday. All right. Top three sandwich proteins. Turkey, ham, and cheesesteak, like a cheesesteak sandwich type. Oh, Lord, you said cheese, and right before you said steak, I was like, this is... Listen, I wasn't going spinach or cheese. Don't worry. (laughs) All right. Those are really good answers. I can take those. They're safe answers. I can take it. There's, There's three things. One first... My buddy, Cam Steele, over at Faith and Fishing Podcast, who's been on Bass and Brews, me and him got in a little tiff yesterday via the text messaging app about grilled cheese. And, and he was like, grilled cheese, you know, I, every time you get mad at people with cheese, blah, 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 grilled cheese, I'm like, no. Once you heat that bitch up, it ain't a sandwich no more. It's it's a it's something else. It's a panini, it's a, and if you don't have a panini press and you're you're grilling that shit on a on a pan, you too poor for a panini press. But it ain't a sandwich. Once you heat it up, that it needs to be eaten hot, like four, six hours, eight hours on the water, and you pull out that grilled cheese. It's cold. And, and, and look, it ain't a sandwich. Secondly, I forgot the second part of it, but thirdly, (laughs) but thirdly, what the hell, Steve, what'd you interrupt me when I was saying now? I can't remember. I'm just laughing at you because you fucking forgot. I think you forgot one of your questions. I thought you were asking me a different question before the, the three meets. Unless, unless that's coming next. No, that's it. The three meets. That's it. That's the last question. Yeah. That's the last question. What about eating largemouth bass? Oh shit! You know what? I ain't asked that like three times. Look, 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 look! Y'all think? Don't bass and bruise. Don't fuck up while Alex is gone. <laughs> Somehow in here, that bitch got deleted. <laughs> the one question. The one. <laughs> Do you eat largemouth bass? Let me put that bitch back in here for Alex gets back oh. next week. <laughs> Jeez, I was like, yeah, because I was like, I was expecting that question. I was like, wait a minute. Hey, no. Quick, 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 quick. 
Who is that? Scooper? Scooper. Look, I'm multitasking. Nah, that <laughs> bitch is muted. Hell no. He's, so, over here play, he's over here playing Zelda. All right, do you eat large mouth bass? No, I don't. <laughs> I'm about to kick your ass out. Listen, right. listen, here. Listen, I get I get the concept. And if I would eat them. I can't them, see shit, guys. Can you well, see? I, me? I ate them. I ate them growing up. And then PA, the lakes aren't great. And I've eaten five pounders and I highly Jesus regret it. Because PA, that's Fuck. like a 20-year-old fish. <laughs> So in PA, five pounders really old. So I know to eat like the twelve inch or stuff like that. And I did growing up, but ever since I got into tournament stuff, like I don't know, I wasn't big into it. I'll eat trout, you know, but bass, like I'll encourage people go ahead, but don't eat the breeders. When you eat the breeders, that drives me nuts. So yes, I used to, but no, I don't anymore. That's my answer. <laughs> All right. All right, Scuba interrupted me from a story. And now I can't remember what the hell the story was. Do you remember? Me? I don't remember the story. It's about grilled cheeses. <sighs> that was like 10 minutes ago. Yeah, that was yeah. what he was talking about. All right. All right. Jake from STEM Fishing. <laughs> not State Farm. Fuck that no. guy. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not wearing khakis. He wears khakis and a collared yeah. shirt. And ain't nobody out there fishing in no khakis and a collared shirt. No. Where where can we find you? Where can our listeners come give you man hugs? All right. Uh, Jake underscore stem underscore fishing is Instagram, YouTube, and TikTok. And then my Facebook is just Jake Stem. You be making TikToks? Yep. Hmm. Yep. That's what you saw. So I post TikToks and then it automatically posts on Instagram. So what you saw on my Instagram was actually a TikTok. 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 But hey, you never know. I had a video I made with my girlfriend of me like carrying all this tackle and doing some funny song and it hit like 56,000 views. And I was like, well. It had nothing to do with you or no. your tackle or the song. Yeah, just her. Yeah, just her. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, pretty Look, much. It's uh, yeah. I like it. It's fun. It's uh, it's where the kids are at. But I like to post, make make fun of myself. Some of them are like, you know, a lot of people try to take the the trends that are going on now and then put a fishing twist on it, which is what I do. But some of them, it's like, I make that video. I'm like, dang, I'm cringing at it. Like, I don't even know if I want to post it. Well, what you're telling me is all I need to do, and all of our listeners need to do, is take their wife or their girlfriend. And make her carry in a bunch of a bunch of shit that we bought, and then post it, and then we're gonna get views. Pretty much, like like she she doesn't have to talk. I don't have to talk. No. We don't have to do anything. No, we I just put, need our significant other carrying our shit. All I and did put was pack out and be like, hey, we we we're gonna win the internet tonight. I uh, the video was a song, and it was just me carrying in all my tackle, and then her. It was pretty much the concept was her catching me coming home from Bass Pro Shops, and I had a giant like ten gallon bin of tackle, and it was just it went viral overnight. Oh shit! So I didn't see this. Did she like beat you up or scream no, or she holler just, at you? She just rolled her eyes at me and shook her head, and that was it. So I'll send it to you later. Imply- so what we're implying though is is what the viewers that the millions that watch this are like. 
this some bitch after this video cut off, he got his ass beat by his girlfriend. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah, I feel like a lot of guys uh, were relating. All the comments were like, "Yeah, been there, done that, <laughs> been caught before." But yeah, it was uh, it was crazy. That algorithm is just weird with TikTok. You 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 could put your heart and soul into a video. Nope. nope. And- stop you right there. Nope. Stop you right there. The the word algorithm on Bass and Brews does not exist because 99% of the motherfuckers that come on this podcast, not only can they not spell algorithm, they have no idea what the fuck an algorithm is. And so when I hear YouTubers talk about the fucking algorithms or the Instagrammers, I'm like, these, this motherfucker has no idea what an algorithm is. None. Yeah. You're, None. you're not wrong. When I, I know I'm not wrong because I'm educated highly and I still don't know what the fucking algorithm is yeah. for no YouTube stuff. And th- look, people in the industry won't talk about algorithms because they don't even know. It's true. Anyway, we getting off subject here. Look, this bitch ended 10 minutes ago, but here we are still talking. All right. OG Scuba Steve literally just fucking has gone. He has disappeared. His shit's gone. I'm kicking his ass out because... I'm making him launch 15 minutes late on our first tournament. Kick from, he's, he's getting penalized. Yeah. Kick guest. He has been kicked because his video's gone. His audio's gone. Uh, nobody wants to see that tall, lanky bastard over there eating popcorn anymore and we've only spent an hour and 15 minutes eating popcorn drinking dr pepper and pepsi cola where can we find you on the social medias so uh jake underscore stem underscore fishing tiktok instagram and youtube and then uh facebook just jake stem this is the second time we covered it so i hope y'all listen to yeah. it because <laughs> we covered it 35 minutes ago apparently all right dude Anybody you want to shout out, sponsors, anybody like that, anybody you want to thank? Um, Rabbit Baits. Huge shout out to Rabbit Baits. They've uh, supported me the whole time and been uh, huge supporters and offered me to go down the Classic and work with them. So that was a huge opportunity. So mainly Rabbit Baits, Slay Nation, Frankie Provolone, the head cheese. That dude's the man. Um, check out your local states if you have Slay Nation events. If you're in PA, sign up, come fish kayak. We're in the eastern part of the state all up the north and southern part of the eastern uh, PA. Come come fish with us. All right. Well, thank you, man. Let me tell you, y'all, thank you if you've lasted this long. We really appreciate it, as always. Alex will be back to keep us back to a short-form podcast at an hour. If you want more than that, you must subscribe, follow Swamp Rat Fishing, and tell him long form podcast. Yep. You have to I'll tell him it. he doesn't know. So everybody listening to that, to this, who has made it this far, go to Swamp Rat Fishing and be like, we want long form. Now, if y'all don't want long form, if this shit ain't for you and you want the one hour to 45 minute podcast, you tell us that too. We're here for our fans. And if we got to make stuff for one fan and another fan we probably ain't gonna do that but anyway we'll make it for the fans that care and that matter all right thank y'all so much this was great 
Jake, we're going to hit this end button here shortly. You hang on for the back end where we get to talk some juice. Look, y'all, thank you. Hooks at Hoodlums, check them out. Also, I have done a terrible job of promoting the Bass and Brews apparel wear, but we had the Bass and Brews apparel wear. Go look at my Instagram page. There's a link tree. You can find it on the link tree. Get you some Bass and Brews stuff. We thank you. We love you. Give us a review on iTunes, on the YouTubes, and on Spotify. Hell, give us hell there, Jake. Hey, oh.